righteous shall flourish like the palm tree. Be long-lived, stately, upright, useful, and fruitful. They shall grow like cedar in Lebanon, majestic, stable, durable, and incorruptible. Planted in the house of the Lord, they shall flourish in the courts of their God. Growing in grace, they shall still spring forth fruit in old age. They shall be full of sap, of spiritual vitality, excitement, vitality, joy. Spiritual vitality, full of sap, and rich in the verdure, or the verdure of trust, love, and contentment. They are living memorials to show that the Lord is upright and faithful to his promises. He is my rock, and there is no unrighteousness in him. They are living memorials to show why. Why is all of this in place? To show that the Lord is upright and faithful to his promises. That's why he describes us as trees and being planted. Because we grow majestically durable, faithful, consistent. Anybody got a big tree in your yard or on your land that you look at that's beautiful? Did you check on it this morning? Did you go out and look at it? Did you go out and make sure it had enough water? Did you go out and make sure it had enough sun? Did you go out and make sure, like a tiny plant, you don't have to do that, do you? You don't look at it until you just sit on the porch or riding your four-wheeler or whatever you're doing and see it. We have a beautiful one that's on the back part of our property. We don't go check on it. We don't have to because it's faithful. It's consistent. It's there. We are majestic, durable, useful, fruitful. God says that's what we're going to be in this great kingdom of his. We're going to be full of sap, vitality. That means joy. That means, that means life, thriving, flourishing. Why? Because we're by the rivers of our God. Our root system is in the source of the river. Can you say amen? Our strength, our, debil- our, our stability. Raising kids. I'm going to tell you, I would not want to raise kids in this hour without the Holy Spirit. I'm going to say that again. I would not want to raise kids in this hour. Without the Holy Spirit. It's way more than what you can see. When you start seeing it. It's done too late. You're getting quiet on me. Most of the time when you start seeing it. It's done got a bigger hold than what you think. The Holy Spirit is. Is like a radar. It lets you know stuff is coming long before it gets there. 
it helps me geograph what was what's the word I'm looking for? Navigate. I see it in the spirit before it gets here. I tell my children when the spirit checks me, I said, the spirit checked me. That means he checked you. And for some reason or another, you ignored it, brushed it aside, or just ignorantly didn't know. But now it's come to me. So that means to tell me this is a little more than what it should be because if it's got past you, it's now on my radar. I wouldn't want to raise children in this hour without the Holy Spirit to check me, to deal with me. Things before I ever see them. So don't go by what you see or hear, you lean on the Spirit. That's true peace. That's true joy. That's what I think in this teaching, in this lesson that we have got stuck on now since we were in Joseph and him being a fruitful bow and the tree and being planted is the fact that our resources is not of this world. We have fruit in old age. We're going to sit back and enjoy our children, our grandchildren, our great-grandchildren. Not just enjoying them as far as them as fellowship and people, but enjoying seeing them become fruitful and living with vitality in every area of their lives. Can you say amen? Really living a dream life is what God battle storms, weatherings coming, heat, seasons. But it's the will of God that your life be planted, root system in the river. Somebody say amen. The source of my coming from the river. Stability. That's the will of God. Another translation says of this. Yes, look how you have made all your devoted lovers to flourish like palm trees. Them that love you. Them that you have rooted in your love. Them to, to flourish like palm trees. Each one growing in victory. Somebody say, I'm growing in victory. Every day, I'm growing in victory. Amen. I could stop. I get stuck on little stuff like this. Growing in victory. Standing with strength. I'm not given with circumstances. I'm not given with the seasons. It does not matter what is going on around me. My season is not based in this world. But it's based in that world. Growing in victory. Standing with strength. You've transplanted them into your heavenly courtyard. Where they are thriving before you. It is the will of God that you not just survive. But you are thriving before him. He gets glory out of watching your life thrive and flourish. For in your presence, they still overflow. Somebody lift your hands and say, I want to live a life of overflow. Every area of my life overflow. And it's the will of God that every, every part of your life overflow. And be anointed. 
in your presence, they will still overflow and be anointed. Even in their old age, they will stay fresh, bearing luscious fruit and abiding faithfully. Bearing luscious fruit, attraction, fruit that's luxurious that people look, man, look at that apple, man, look at that orange, the fruit that we have, luxurious fruit. Envy of our lives and abiding faithfully. Listen to them. With pleasure, they still proclaim, you're so good. You're my beautiful strength. You never made a mistake with me. You never made a mistake with me. Can you shout amen? How many lift your hands right now and say, Lord, you never made a mistake with me. 34 years, you never made a mistake with me. 48 years, even the 14 years beforehand, you never made a mistake in me. I've never been disappointed in him. There were times I didn't understand him, but never disappointed in him. He always makes good everything for his purpose and his glory. Colossians 2, let's look at that. Colossians 2 as we open up the book of Psalms chapter 1, which is so powerful. For my concern is... Can y'all read this with me? Is it too? There it is. It's bigger for y'all than it's for me down here. You ready? Say this with me. Let's read this out loud. This is a new one that we're coming into. And so I wanted you to get this so we can get to Psalms 1. You ready? For my concern is, let's say it out loud together. For my concern is, Paul talking to the Corinthians, he said, My concern, or the Colossians, my concern is that their hearts may be braced, comforted cheered, encouraged as they are knit together in love. Paul said, my concern to you Colossians is that your hearts be braced, the word braced, comforted, cheered, encouraged. From what? Knit together in love. That they may come to have all the abounding wealth and blessings of assured conviction of understanding, and that they may become progressively more intimately acquainted with and may know more definitely and accurately and thoroughly that mystic secret of God. Oh, come on, somebody. Now that gets exciting. I don't want I'm, 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 to get stuck here because I want to get Psalms. But you, you, you read this with me again. All of this is, is in the, their hearts, braced, comforted, cheered, encouraged, knit together in love, that they may have what? That they may come to have an abounding wealth and blessings of assured conviction of understanding. Abounding wealth of, con, of understanding. Abounding 
conviction of understanding. Understanding what? That they may become more progressively, more intimately acquainted with. Experiencing. Understanding, experiencing for yourself with and may know more definitely and accurately and thoroughly. Man, we could stop there and preach definitely knowing, accurately knowing, and thoroughly. That word thoroughly is like when you take a sponge and you put it down in water and, and it soaks it up. If you just throw a, that sponge on top of it, the water, it, it will just float. But I'm talking about submerged. There's so many of us just been thrown on top of the Spirit, thrown on top of the love of God. Thrown, but Paul is saying, I want you to definitely, accurately, and thoroughly. That means you take that sponge and push it down in the water. And all of a sudden, instead of the sponge just being on top of the water, now it is submerged. And what? how many knows if you've ever took a sponge and submerged it in water for the first second, if you just pop it down and pull it back up, what happens? It's still because it's on the outside. It's a little rough on the outside. But when you push it down and you can squeeze it, you can, it becomes completely soaked with it. If you ever washed your car with a sponge, you push it down. And I, I mean, no, when you get that, you, it becomes completely thoroughly. That means every part of that sponge is soaked with it. That's what it said, that you may become definitely, accurately, and thoroughly submerged, soaked with the mystic secret of God. What is that? Which is... Christ, the anointed one. In him, all the treasures of divine wisdom, comprehensive insight into the ways and the purposes of God. And all the riches of spiritual knowledge and enlightenment are stored up, lie hidden. Can you say amen? I say this in order. Are you still reading with me? I can't hear you. I say this in order that no one may mislead and delude you by plausible and persuasive and attractive arguments, beguiling speech. I want you to know him. I want you to know this mystic secret of God, which is Christ, the answer to everything, the man Jesus, that you may not be misled, delude, you by plausible arguments and persuasive, attractive arguments, beguiling speech. That's what the Bible says is going to plague these last days. Some of you reading ahead of me, stay with me. I want you to see this. As you have therefore received Christ, even Jesus the Lord. Come on, say this with me. So, walk. The word walk means regulate your lives and conduct yourselves. Walk, regulate your lives and conduct yourself in union with and conformity to him. Have the roots of your being firmly, deeply planted in him. Fixed in him. Founded in him being continually not just one time but continually built up in him if it gets outside him pulling it back to him becoming increasingly more confirmed and established in the faith just as you were taught 
and abounding and overflowing in it with thanksgiving. Every bit of this happening with thanksgiving, knowing what this means is I'm completely leaning on him. By the time you leave Gen- by the time you get into Genesis the third chapter, the beautiful creation is being destroyed by mankind. By the time it's failure, when you read the Bible from the Old Testament into the New, the entire Old Testament is filled with nothing but the height of man, the fall of man, the greatness of man, but yet the utterness evil of man. God does not hide in his word the frailty of human. Matter of fact, Genesis to Malachi is to bring us to one thing. We are utterly helpless, utterly hopeless, utterly evil, utterly wicked. There is not, by the time you get to Malachi, there is not one good thing in me. King David, fall. Moses, fall. Abraham, fall. Only one Old Testament character is hardly not a black, there's not even a smudge of blackness, is Samuel, who represented the Holy Spirit because he's the prophet of God, the seer. He's the only Old Testament character that you don't hardly see any blackness come to him, amen, on his name, any darkness or any smudge of anything on his life. For the most part, by the time you get to Malachi, if you've read it and you don't know anything, if you found the book, called the Bible and you knew nothing and you just started reading it, by the time you get to Malachi, you want to throw it away. You want to throw it away in Genesis. You want to throw it away in Exodus. You want to throw it. You see the rise and the fall. Man, this is it. They're going to save the world. This is it. Failure, failure, failure. So by the time you get to Malachi, you utterly helpless, hopeless, and without anything, without hope, miserable. Then there's 400 long years of silence where there's nothing. But then all of a sudden, the grandeur of Matthew opens up after 400 years of silence. And a voice declares to Zechariah, you shall have a son. And you shall call his name John. And he shall be a forerunner of the Son of Man, the Son of God, the Messiah. All of a sudden, our utter miserable, hopeless, helplessness, amen, want to just die crawl back into the, to, our, to our shale and just go back to where we came from. Amen. All of a sudden, the light shines. The glory shines. Can you say amen? How, how many knows? It's like having a lantern trying to have light in the darkness with a lantern or a candle. But when the sun comes up, the sun is, amen, the candle's no match for the sun. And the lantern's no match for the sun. Because when the sun comes up, how many knows you can black your house, you can black your windows, but there'll be a little crack that has somewhere in that, that even trying to get it all darkened out, and it'll find a pinhole and the light will shine through it. When Jesus comes on the scene in, Ma- in Matthew, amen, all of a sudden you realize every, and look, where are we looking? To Christ. He's the answer. Now I cast my utter, helpless, evil, wicked, hopeless, miserable life at the feet of the one whose name is Jesus. My dependency on him, my life on him. And I realize I can't do nothing of myself. I'm just like, amen. And and when you begin to look at Mephibosheth, I'm crippled when he found me. 
I'm crippled when he put me in the palace. I've been here 34 years, and if they ain't carrying me to the table, I'm still crippled. The only way I can get to the table, crippled. They have to carry me. The only way I can get back to my bedroom, they have to take me. The only way I can go to the porch of the palace, they have to take me. The only way I can go out into the yard, they have to take me. I have no ability of my own. 34 years later, I'm still completely dependent upon Jesus and upon Christ. Amen. Upon the Holy Spirit and His Word. I can do nothing of my own. I may enjoy the table, but never forget, underneath this table is crippled legs. I can enjoy the bed of the palace, but I never forget, laying in this bed, I'm still crippled. I can enjoy the views of the porch, but I must never forget, I'm still crippled. I still have no ability on my own. You take Christ, you take the kingdom of God away from me. I am nothing more than a miserable load of bar. Amen. Mephibosheth with broken legs and broken back. Can you say amen? That's why 34 years later, I'm still coming in with hands lifted up and a heart full of praise because I know everything that I have and experience and enjoy comes from my relationship with Jesus Christ. Praise God. He is my resource. He is the resource of my life. His word is the resource of my life. Amen. Can you shout amen? My root system goes in him. He comes into me. The vitality of my life's in him. You take him from me, everything falls apart. He is all. Can you say amen? And Paul said, I want you to know that and understand that. Can you say amen? Let's look at this translation, the commentary of that same scripture. I am contending for you. I am praying for you. I'm fighting for you. Paul says, I'm contending. What? I want you to know this. Because if you can grasp this and get yourself firmly rooted and grounded and founded in this, everything's going to change. I am contending for you that your hearts will be wrapped up in the comfort of heaven. Real joy. Real peace. Real contentment is found in the part that I am wrapped up. There used to be a song we sing, I'm wrapped up, tied up, tangled all up in Jesus. I'm wrapped up, tied up, tangled all up in God. I'm wrapped up, tied up, Tangled all up in Jesus. I'm wrapped up, tied up, tangled all up in God. My life is wrapped up, tied up, tangled all up in God. Praise God. Can you shout amen? Everything. Is life going to bring you curveballs? You better believe it. But I'm wrapped up, tied up, tangled all up in God. Do you have dark days? You better believe it. But I'm wrapped up, tied up tangled all up in Jesus. Amen. My resource is Him. Praise God. Hallelujah. Amen. That is the will of God. That is the plan of God. That the comfort of heaven, amen, wrapped up in the comfort of heaven, woven together into love's fabric. Not world's love. Not Hollywood's version of love. Not Hallmark's 
Some of you be so fit. CJ got me tickled. Because said the other night, you know, they have the, they, the hyphen group. And they're, they're, the session of the hyphen group they have is learning how to live single and enjoy your single life until it's time. You know, right? Said Alicia walked in. She said, I'm just going to tell you all right now, some of you struggling. She said, it's cool. It's cold. It's the holidays and all this music. She said, and the spirit of cuddle has got a hold of you. She said, you're wanting somebody to cuddle. You better pray up right now. <laughs> you get dangerous when the spirit of cuddle gets on you. We said that last night at the table, and Austin said, you right. <laughs> Praise God. <laughs> if you ain't seen Stephen's portrait of him in his black hat and his black vest and his black jacket, that's his model picture for, amen, here I am. Amen. <laughs> Wide Earp. Praise God. <laughs> Looks like he, amen, I took a snapshot of it. Looks like he's posing for the new, what's that, cowboy show, the cowboy movie? Amen, Wide Earth. Amen, I loved it. Amen. But the spirit of cuddle has got a, got a, got a hold of you. Not love's fabric in the world. Not love's view of the world. Not, not the world's view of love. Not Hallmark's view of love. Real love. Wrapped up. Woven together in love's fabric. I'm loved by God. So loved by God that he gave his only son. I'm wrapped up in that. I'm tied up in that. I'm tangled up in that. I'm woven together. How many knows if something's woven? I'm going to tell you, you ain't just going to come up here and pull this seam apart. It's woven together. It's woven together. It's tied up, tangled, woven together in love. That means, hallelujah, devil, you can lie, but I'm woven in love. You can try to convince me of my worthlessness. I understand how worthless I am, but he thinks I'm valuable that he gave his life for me. It's not... <laughs> Come on, this, if you got a $100 bill in your pocket, that $100 bill, amen, in the fabric of, 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 of the material that it's made of is not even worth a penny. But the government says it's a $100 bill. That means if I take it anywhere, they have to acknowledge the value of that, not even a cent worth of material. But the government values it. That's the way it is in God. I'm worthless. I'm less than the cent. Amen. Are you hearing me? I'm like the sister used to say that used to come here years ago. She said, I'm the scum. He didn't just find me in the trash pile. He didn't just find me in the trash bin. You pull the trash out. She said, I'm the scum that leaks to the bottom that gets caked on the bottom of the garbage can. That was me. Hallelujah. Woo! Praise God. But all of a sudden, he, the star of heaven, the star of Bethlehem, the rose of Sharon, values my life and says I'd have died for just you you're wrapped up tangled up woven in the fabric of his love he loves me this will give you access <laughs> Woo! somebody say man if you get this and understand this this gives you access to all somebody shout all the riches of God as you experience the revelation of God's great mystery Christ 
every bit of it's in him. He gives me access to all the riches when I understand I am loved. Come on, I'm going to help you on the delusion of all this in just a minute. Amen. The love of Christ, the love of God, the love, oh, love of God, how rich and pure, how measureless and strong it shall forevermore endure. Amen. The saints and the angels' song, could we with ink the ocean feel, if we could feel the ocean with ink, and every man ascribed by trade, that means every man on the face of the earth, all six billion of us, was ascribed, was able to write, and every stalk in this earth, on every tree, become a pen, a quill. Amen. If that were to happen, and we could write, to write the love of God above would drain the ocean dry, and the parchment of the sky, the from sky to sky would not be able to contain the measureless, matchless, glorious, magnificent love of God. Hallelujah. How many love those words? Those are beautiful words, isn't it? Could we with ink the ocean feel and every man Ascribed by trade, every stalk, amen, on earth a quill, every man ascribed by trade, to ride the love of God above. It would drain the ocean dry, nor could the sky contain the whole. Amen. If it's stretched from sky to sky. Do you know what? The love of God was written, right? Do you know where they found the third, the third verse that I just said to you? Could we with ink the ocean feel? Do you know where they found those words? On the wall of an insane asylum of a man who had lost his mind, but in the middle of that hell hole, he gave his heart to the Lord, and on the walls of his sail, and a he wrote the words, could we with ink the ocean feel, and they added that third stanza to that song from an insane asylum man that lost his mind, amen, knowing I'm at the bottom, I'm the scum on the bottom of the trash can, but I cannot tell you and describe the love of God, amen, Paul says that you can know, if you get to knowing this and wrapped up in what Moving in this, it will give you access to all the riches of heaven. What do you mean, Pastor? I'm telling him, I've got when you are wrapped up in it, you know ain't no way he's gonna fail me now. <laughs> you may face disappointments, but he ain't gonna fail me. You may face dark days, but he ain't going to fail me. He loves. His love is pure. And he is not going to let me down. Somebody lift your hands and give him praise in this house. He is my confidence. He's got. That's why the enemy hates this. That's why the world despises us. Because no matter what. They think we, we, we depend and lean 
to have something to, to, so we can face life. Well, I'm going to tell you, they want to say it's all a dream and you got a fairy tale out there, amen, a call to God and all this kind of stuff. They're doing more and, them, more, and more social media is all about this stuff, amen, leaning and depending on, on something you can't see because you can't cope with life. Well, I'm going to tell you, I can't cope with life. I've been at my best and still can't cope with life. When I've been at my smartest, I still couldn't cope with life. When I've been on top of everything, seemed like and everything was perfect, I still could not cope with life. Hallelujah! At my highest, I still needed Him. At my middle, I still needed Him. And great God of heaven, on the bottom, I still needed Him. I can't never get out of not needing Him in my life. And the great thing is, he don't fail. He don't make no mistakes. He don't disappoint. Somebody give him praise in this house. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. For our spiritual wealth is in him. Like hidden treasure. Waiting to, to be discovered. Heaven's wisdom. And in this riches of revelation. Knowledge in him. It's him. It's always been him. It always was him. And it'll always be him. Jesus. Giving the honor. Jesus giving the praise. Hallelujah. I don't care how dark it is in your life right now. He's still. All I need. He say, man, I'm got broken, disappointed. He's still all I need. I want you to know this. So that no one will come and lead you into error through their persuasive arguments and clever words. Even though I'm separated from you geographically, Paul says, I'm not with you right now. I'm writing this letter to you. My spirit is present with you. And I am overjoyed to see how disciplined and deeply committed you are because you have such a solid faith in Christ, the anointed one. Can you say amen? I want you to know this. I want you woven in the tapestry of love. This is the other commentary on this. I want you to woven into the tapestry of love in touch with everything there is to know of God. Then you will have minds confident and at rest. Can you say amen? Hallelujah. When my granny lost her son, her grandson, a week before that, found out her 52-year-old son had cancer. The same time her grandson, 21-year-old, drowned and died. The doctor looked at her and said, I got some depression, anxiety pills if you want to take them to help you. And we have a counselor provided. She looked at him and said, sir, thank you. She said, but I have my God and my pastor. I'll be okay. Rest in him. Confidence in him. Hallelujah. I'm not here to defer on all of that. Some people have chemical imbalances and I'm with you on that. 
But I'm going to tell you something right now. You have to be very careful of that stuff because it'll make you numb. Past feeling. It's Jesus in a pill. Jesus in a bottle. Come on, don't, don't, don't look at me like that. I, when, when, when they thought I had cancer and I, I was passing blood in, in my stool, the doctor says, we're going to give you this pill. I said, why do I need something for anxiety when it's my stomach? My stomach don't need a pill for anxiety. He said, Greg, you don't understand. Anxiety will cause your intestines to wad up. Stress will cause all that to happen. He said, if that's it, and you take and you calm, he said, we'll know. He said, we're still going to do all this stuff. And so my mind, I said, for my mind, I'm going to take one, two. I'm going to tell you right now, soon as I took that, within a few hours, all of a sudden, I went, whoa, I didn't have to pray for this. I pop a pill, and it's this way. But it calmed me. My stomach quit hurting, so it let me know I don't have cancer. It's stress. Until the cancer test come back, and I was good. There was no cancer. I needed the pill to help me know I was stressed. Because when I found out the cancer part, I was like, I take it for that reason. But I climbed in the pulpit, and my feeler was gone. I was grasping for my sensitivity, but it was gone. I said, dear God, I cannot take this because I leaned on something else. I'm not here to, listen, I understand the chemical imbalances, and I'm not here to preach to you that. What I'm saying, you still, even when doing that, have to be careful because it will bring a dependency to you. He is my dependence. I'm at rest in him. Focused on Christ. Don't y'all, don't y'all leave me on that now. You've been, you're getting with me a little more right now. Don't lean, don't leave me on that. Focused on Christ. God's great mystery. All the richest treasures of wisdom and knowledge are embedded in that mystery. All the riches are embedded in Christ. Say this with me. And nowhere else and somebody shout that's in my bible thank you three of you somebody shout that's in my bible that's in the bible's right and if this is in the bible and the bible's right then this is mine this is more sure than my bank this is more sure than my 401k this is more sure than than, 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 than the ground I'm walking on. This is more sure. All the riches in this life and there's in that mystery. What mystery? Christ. He's a myth. 34 years I've been studying, investigating him, and I still don't know all I need to know about him. And nowhere else. All the riches of God is in him. And we have been shown this mystery. I'm telling you this because I don't want anyone leading you off on some wild goose chase after so-called mystery 
mysteries or the secret. Can you shout amen? My counsel for you is given. You receive Christ Jesus, the master. Now live in him. You're deeply rooted in him. You're well constructed upon him. You know your way around the faith. Now do what you've been taught. School's out. Quit studying the subject and start living it. And let your living spill over unto thanksgiving. That do, I'm, not, that do, I'm, I'm all study but no praise. I'm all study. I'm telling you, when your study leads you from th- away from Thanksgiving, something's wrong with your study. When your study and leads you, a doctrinally leads you away from praise and worshiping God, something's wrong on the direction you're going in. When you're so boggled down, amen, with this and that and breaking all of this down, and it leads you, amen, away from praise, something's wrong. If the more you study Him, the more it's going to overflow under thanksgiving and praise. Can you shout amen? Some of the greatest doctrines that would look so good. Come on, somebody. Supposed to be liberating, but there's no liberation in their praise. No liberation in their worship. I have been in this for 34 years. I've got best friends that's went off in different directions. But every time, it led them away from being less dedicated, less committed, or no praise. When I seen it lead to no praise, I knew something was wrong. When I seen it lead them to less dedication and consecration and commitment to God, I knew something was wrong. Stay in the middle of the road. It leads and study and know Christ. And when it takes you here or takes you there or takes you over here, you come back to the middle. It's all in Jesus. And it's going to spill over into an overflow of praise. An overflow of worship and thanksgiving. Can you shout amen? Praise God. Now, let's go to Psalms chapter 1. Can you say amen? Hallelujah. We're going to have to tiptoe into it and pull out because we got to go home. I've been looking forward to this. This is powerful stuff right here. Psalms begins to deal with the first part of David, how he dealt with his issues in the middle part and on. But for the sake of time, we're going to start right here. The first Psalm. Somebody say the first Psalm. Psalms chapter 1. Let's read it together. You ready? Psalms chapter 1. We'll start in King James. Psalms chapter number 1. Are you with me this morning? Anybody give praise to God? Psalms chapter number 1. I'm going to find it here. All this technology for myself. I can read it with my notes, but I want to go where you're at. Hallelujah. Praise God. Psalms 1. Let's look at the King James first. You ready? Got it. Blessed is the man that walketh not in the counsel of the ungodly, nor standeth in the way of sinners, nor sitteth in the seat of the scornful. Stop right there. Let's say it together. Blessed. Hallelujah. Every time I say blessed, I want you to clap your hands. Give him praise. Blessed. I'm blessed. Is the man that walketh not 
in the counsel of the ungodly, nor standeth in the way of sinners, nor sitteth in the seat of the scornful. We learn quick, walk. Where am I walking? Where am I standing? And where am I sitting? Where am I walking? Where am I standing? And where am I sitting? Make sure it's not in the counsel of the ungodly. Hollywood doesn't counsel my mate choice. Hollywood does not counsel my raising of my children. The worldly systems do not counsel me. And my finances, I do not walk it. I do not go as you go in this counsel of the ungodly. My music I listen to. Well, y'all just get quiet on me. One of the greatest disasters that I experienced in passing this church in 22 years. Covered to the point that the Holy Ghost dealt with me three times. And I shrugged it off because of what I saw and what I knew. The thing that got my attention, that unraveled that entire disaster, that was broiling underneath, that God helped me see, all came because of the music that was being listened to. I said the life, but the music choice. I can't understand why this is so tied up in Christ, but the desire for this and to listen to this, and it snagged me, and I said, something is off. And when I started peeling back the layers, I didn't want what I found. But it came because of the music. How can this desire this? You're quiet on me now. The counsel of There are songs about family that promote family. I'm with you. But I'm telling you, when your constant music choice is from the ungodly. I walketh not, I go not in the counsel of the ungodly. My eye gate my ear gate is not in the cancel of the ungodly. Man, I keep hitting. I've got another snag here. Nor standeth how I walk, how I stand, and where I sit, where do I rest? 
Where do I take my comfort? Man, this is good, isn't it? Let's read verse 2. Somebody said, Pastor, just read it. Don't get caught up. Read it. But I don't walk in, I don't stand, and I don't see it. But my delight, my craving, my longing is in the law of the Lord. And I meditate day and night. Because here's where the world misses it. He loves me. Shout like he was a while ago. He loves me. I'm wrapped, woven in his love. Well, how do I know what his love is? He's given me his word. This is where they get it all out of whack. They have a, a mentality of love with no word. Thank you, Sister Darlene. Do I have anybody? I got some news. Can you verbalize that with lips and voice? This is the center of his love. He said, I love you so much. I give you a book that tells you how to walk, stand, and sit. That you can have the life that I want you to have. When I know he loves, man, Sister Brenda, we're so glad you're home. You hid back there. Can we give her glad to be home? I missed you so much. I just told Jesse this. I said, man, I miss Sister Brenda. Because I know he loves me, I fall in love with this because this is him. I can't touch him. Do you realize how many's got one of these? Pull it out right now. It's it's a Bible. Yeah, I'm sorry. It's in this case, but it's a Bible. Ooh, Kaylee, I'm raising you right, ain't I? You got one. Not just on your phone, but one of these. Planted in the house. She's more than beautiful. She's more than precious. Not just because she's G-Paw's baby. When I look in her eyes and I look at her, she's redemption wrapped up in flesh. She's restoration wrapped up in flesh. She's heaven's angel wrapped up in flesh. And because of our root system, we're able to enjoy that. I'd hate to know where we would be if we weren't rooted and grounded in Christ. That God in his divine mercy and grace, we get to sit back 
Somebody talking about mine and Jesse's anniversary, 22 years this year. Just this Friday was 22 years. And most of all of our pictures she posted was kids in it. Because that's our life right now. Praise God. They did baby pictures yesterday at the house. And James turned around and he said, Dad, can we use your, your Bible, your 16-year-old Bible, when you're 16? That's that one that's torn. Because one of the pictures they did has got her little head laid on by 16-year-old Bible. <laughs> I'm a mess. I'm already a mess, but I am a mess. I know he loves me. I seek this. This is what tells me who he is. This is what tells me what he's about. Because he loves me and I trust that love, I don't go outside this even when I feel like it. Even when going outside this makes more sense, I stay in it. Even when living this costs me my friends, I stay with it. Even when it costs me haters, I stay with it. Because I'm going to tell you, if I get off on here, it's sinking sand. If I get over there, it's sinking sand. This is the only stability that there is because this is him. Any That world out there, the biblical world, the Bible says in the last days they're going to heap to themselves. Teachers having itching ears. Tell me what I want to hear. One of the largest churches in this city, listening to the pastor one time, he said, we're going to have a a little bit of Jesus, and we're going to talk a little bit about the Bible. I said to myself, no, sir. We're going to talk a lot about it's going to be all Jesus, and it's going to be all Bible, not life and a little bit of Bible to go with it because we pick and we choose what scriptures we want. The LGBT community, they pick what scriptures they want. Their love that they shout and wave the flag of. Amen. Wave it, wave it. Love, tolerance, acceptance. They wave it, wave it. Except for Bible-believing people. Because if you believe the Bible, then you're anti what they stand for and what they they take. Come on, are you hearing me? Love, 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 but not love scripted by Hollywood. Not love scripted by liberal society. Not love. Come on, somebody, are you hearing me right now? Because I'm going to tell you, if the moment you take a stand for this, they're going to hate despise and destroy black ball and try to scatter your name all over the city because it's not love and it's not tolerance unless it fits the bill. It's the same way with the government we're in right now. Unless you go with them, amen, you're done. But I'm telling you, we've got to walk in this, stand in this, and sit, rest in this. This is His love Tangible, touchable, put my hand on his love. This is it. Some of the sweetest people, they'd be, oh, baby Jesus, how are you doing, honey? There's one, I'm talking about you would think they're the epitome of, of acceptance and love. Hey, I'm talking about a woman now, and I'm not, I know I'm acting 
like a sissy right now talking like I'm trying to talk like a woman's what I'm doing. I'm not trying to talk like a sissy. I'm trying to talk like a woman. I see this woman in a gas station. She's, oh, baby, how you doing? She's loving on everybody. Loving on everybody. And all of a sudden, she turns the corner and there I am. She goes, I said, where did your love go, darling? You love the whole store but me. What have I ever done to you? Nothing. But she knows where I stand. And her love goes out the door. Come on, somebody. Boy, y'all quiet on me right now. Amen. I heard it, on, heard it on, on, on a video this morning on a clip. I've been based in Southern Baptist. But because child's walking in this way, I don't understand. But I'm going to choose to love and not to follow the scripture. I'm going to choose Christ and not. Christ is the word, folks. That's where delusion sets in. Love doesn't lead me outside this. Love leads me to this. Acceptance doesn't lead me outside this. Acceptance leads me to this. Affirmation doesn't lead me outside this. Affirmation leads me to this. And I'm going to love you, and I'm going to hug you, and I'm going to, 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 to tell you I'm here for you, but I can't walk outside this. I can't stand outside this, and I cannot rest outside this. Two ways I don't walk, I don't stand, I don't see it, and my delight is in the law of the Lord. Boy, y'all quiet on me this morning. Psalms 1 is the great gatekeeper of Psalms. It opens the door to all of Psalms. And the first words is, I don't when the world's on fire this is going to stand not your ideas not what was acceptable folks they have done this to us witchcraft came into America with this you don't know what that is do you any of you older people know She was a house mom married to a man with kids. She wore an apron and she cooked ham and turkey and dressing and baked cookies and cakes. She changed diapers and she took care of the house. But she was bewitched. And she would twinkle her nose and she would go to other rooms. And America brought us witchcraft the twinkle of her nose and we accepted it because she was a mom she was a, a wife and she didn't have a cape and she didn't have a fork, pitchfork and she didn't have no black magic she didn't do you better hear me the world has brought us the new 
little at a time. While we're not watching, they pull out a piece of brick here. Pull out a little piece here. A little piece here. Until the next thing you know, little by little, they brought us into their world. See, the one I sent you about the Holy Scripture is the center of worship. Look at this. It's just one sentence, but it's powerful. His delight is in the law of the Lord, and in his law do he meditate. Day and night. That don't mean I just sit and hmm. Notice the law of the Lord, not the promises of the Lord. Because you can't separate the promise from the law and the law from the promise. We say, well, the law was done away with the Old Testament. You're exactly right. The law was done away with that where it's not done away with. It was fulfilled in Christ. Christ fulfilled the Old Testament law. But if you think doing away with the law was one thing, Christ came to fulfill it. He looks and says... The law told you, if you get caught in adultery, you're to be stoned. But I say to you, if you even look and your heart desires it, you're just as guilty if you do it. The love went higher because the love says, I love you, Scott Rimple, so much. And God says, I love you so much. And I want you to live a life of blessedness and treasured and flourishing and thriving and vitality. That if you'll follow me in your character and live by my principles, my precepts, and my word, you will live a life that's bearing fruit in old age. These two sat here this morning. God's blessed them and brought them a long way. But when they came, their marriage was on the rocks. God fit that, woven that back together. Has it been easy? No. It's not easy for any of us. But they stayed. And they brought the word of God into their lives. And every week and every day, we're learning, growing in victory, growing. My victory is in the principles of this word. Can I? I don't want to feel like y'all, I'd like y'all be more happy than what you are right now. Y'all not looking happy right now. I want to scream this. This word. The precept is the don't do. I think that's where y'all got it mixed up. Y'all just see the precept when I say law. Y'all precept, don't do it. Chase comes through this morning. Daddy, where's mama? I said, she's leaving. He goes out, mama! I said, stop right there. 
Your tone is not right. Say it nicer. Mama, where's my... I think it's over here, baby. I said, see there? Got what you wanted. Instead of a 30-minute lecture on why you have an attitude. I didn't want to hear the lecture either. I'm just kidding. No, I'm not. I looked at him the other day. I said, I'm going to tell you something. I have a hard time getting on you because you're so good. And you have such a heart. And you love people. But I got on to him a little hard. And then I beat myself up. And I'm saying, come on now, Greg. You need to just be grateful for what he is and who he is and not worry about that. I said, baby, when I see that seed, and though it's small, daddy's so tough. Because I want that seed dug out of you because it's a poisonous seed. And if daddy leaves that there, I said it's going to muster into something it shouldn't be. And I know you think daddy's being drastic, but I can't have you have that seed. I see that because I delight in this. And this tells me that seed is God awful. The fruit of it, it may be a seed and it grows into a little limb, a little stem, and then it grows into, but you won't see the fruit of it till later. Come on, somebody help me while I preach just a little while. Oh, I'm just to get in trouble. I knew it. God, help me. Come on, somebody. It's seeds. It's cute. But it grows into a stem that grows into a tree. It's cute. A little shorter. Come on, somebody. The little twist. Come on, it's cute. But I'm going to tell you, as it gets older, it creates an atmosphere and an attitude. And it creates, come on, a path that you don't want to walk down. Come on, somebody. Hallelujah. Boy, or you don't get quiet on me right now. It's the seed. It's small. It don't mean anything. I am telling you, the enemy gets in. I want to delight in this. I want to I meditate on this. I want to walk in this. I want to stand in this. And I want to sit in this. Because if I walk in this and I stand in this, I will get to sit in this. It's just a little compromise it grows I ain't going in detail but sister Darlene I tell you right now her words not mine that if she could go back to a night at Walmart when her oldest was younger it was just a little thing she says if I would have listened to you then I wouldn't have walked the road that I've walked with, with him. She thought I was just too tough. She thought I was just, at that time, she said, I did not see that. Small. But I delight in this. I delight. 
Your homework is to find out what delight means. And meditate, I'm closing. There's two men right here. David's talking about two men and two different outcomes and two different lifestyles. I didn't realize this when I got in this, but the Bible is filled with two men throughout the entire time. Throughout the entire time. Two men. Throughout the entire Bible, there's two men. Here it is. The first Adam and the last Adam. Cain and Abel. Ishmael, Isaac. Esau, Jacob. David, Saul. The Bible history culminates in Christ and the Antichrist. Two men, two ways, two destinies. Which way are you going to walk? Choose. Did you find that? Sissy, I sent it to you. It's simple, it's not major. The Holy Scripture is central. If it ain't in Holy Scripture, it ain't worship. Somebody take this. If you don't have one, hold your Bible, your phone up with the Bible app all on it. <laughs> this is central to all worship. This is my worship. If I have hand clapping but not loving this, it ain't worship. If I have foot stomping and it's not this, then it's not worship. When you know more about basketball players than you do this, something's wrong. When you know about Alabama football but you don't know about this, something's wrong. When you know about Auburn football, there's something wrong. Come on, somebody. I know this. I know this. I know this. This is central to all worship what does a life planted and rooted brother Grady because that's what I've talked about here's your application how can I root myself in his love how can I root and ground myself in his in his love this this to know this is to love this hold your Bible in your hand you ready I am what it says I am. He is who he says he is in this. I can do what he says I can do. I can have what this says I can have. Can you say amen? And if I root my finances in this, I can live in this. My precious Going to be with the Lord, Father and all. When Ben walked in drunk, first time he had ever had a child come home with anything outside the church. He said, I heard him staggering in. He said, I went to go upstairs because there ain't no child of mine going to come into my house with that stuff. He said, I was broken, and I was just going to deal with him and tell him, you can't live here with that. He said, but as I went up the stairs, 
I was overcome with grief. He said, I fell back against the wall and sobbed and wept. And my words were, he's your son too. He said, when I would discipline him, the Holy Ghost would tell me which one to whip the most. That was my father-in-law's words. He said, I'd go to whip him. He said, the Holy Ghost would tell me how many licks to give this one and how many gillies to give that one. You say, that's crazy. No, that's how he lived. This is that dependency, that confidence, that leaning. Guess what? Not just in that. He leaned up against the wall. He said, he's your son too. The Holy Ghost spoke to him instantly and said, get every one of his suits dry cleaned. Go to bed and get every one of his suits dry cleaned. Went to bed, got his suits dry clean. In two weeks, he was saved. Back to the Lord. See, what's this? The enemy's going to fight some of y'all with condemnation. That's not what this is. But that don't happen for me. Then the enemy's going to block your mind and fight your mind. So, well, you ain't lived the book, so therefore you can't have the promise like that. Forgiveness brings me in that my confidence is in this. And forgiveness heals my land. Your story won't be his story. But you will have your own story. And you stand on that. But if the enemy can wiggle you out of this, you'll live in worry and anxiety. But when you lived in this, you can be my famous words. Put this up there, hurry. I'm done. Guess what? Y'all going to be able to walk right in the restaurant today and sit down. You won't have to wait in line. Because I preached an extra 15 minutes. <laughs> I saved y'all standing, y'all sit. Y'all gonna give me a hand clap for that? I'm just kidding. The prodigal's father never went to the far country to get him. He sat on the porch and he rocked and he looked. I wish I could preach. He sat on the porch and he looked. In confidence, because this works. This works. And when you do your best to raise them the best way you can, or you do your best to do what you need to do in your finances, you can sit on the porch and wait for it to come in. You can sit on your porch and wait. Come on, somebody. Hallelujah. Amen. That's one reason why I've sat with people when, when they're going through stuff. Financial, I say, has everything been faithful in your tithes and your offerings? Have you done what, in other words, have you done what the delight and the law of the Lord, what the word says? Yes, sir. I said, then sit back and watch what's just to happen somewhere, some way, somehow. God's going to bring it to your lap. You don't have to go get it in the far country. You don't have to go to the world to have it. You ain't got to come on, somebody, to the council of the ungodly. You can sit on the front porch and rock and watch your promises come in because there's if I walk in this if I stand in this then thanks be to God I get to sit in it hallelujah I get to sit in it I need some people that knows what it's like to sit in this to give God some praise right now hallelujah 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 I'm telling you right now 
Me and Sister Cindy had an amazing conversation during COVID. It was absolutely amazing. And the Spirit of God fell in my, in my living room, in my kitchen area, or that table where we were sitting, we was talking. And then we was talking about, amen, raising our children. And she was talking about trusting the Lord and giving our kids to the Lord and, and just trusting God and what's fear and what's not. We was discussing all that stuff with COVID. And man, we talked and talked and talked and talked and discussed. And then all of a sudden, the Spirit of the Lord fell on me. She can tell you this, not, not that I shouted or talked in tongues, but the Spirit of the Lord came on me. I said, Sister Cindy, there's only one way I know to live in the will of God. It's protection and provision. I said, the only way I know is to live in the will of God. I keep myself in the will of God and what this says in the parameters, this is the will of God. I keep myself in the will of God. I said, because God forbid if something was to happen tomorrow and I had to take one of them to the graveyard. I said, I have to know that I lived in this when I place them in the ground because the enemy will cause me to lose my mind if I was not in this. I said so my trust is in him and his will and his purpose and his plan and if that was to happen I would have to take them there in trust to know that some way, somehow this is his plan. And though I don't know and understand it and it hurts, I have to know that somewhere, some way, somehow, this is part of his plan. Peace came to her. Peace came to me. That's the only thing I can trust. Not my protection. Not my... He is... I don't have enough protection as a father. But I trust the will of God. It will protect them. It will protect them. The greatest thing you can do is get in the center of his will and just stand there and worship and pray and walk in it, stand in it, and sit in it. I need you right now to stand to your feet. Before you do, I want to tell you what you're going to do. I want you to stand to your feet with thanksgiving to your stability in this. And praise him like you know there's no stability outside this. I want you to worship that way today and worship that way when you come in tonight. And I want you to leave here. Amen. Tomorrow with this and yet. Hallelujah. Amen. If that's you, I want you on your feet. Give him praise all over this house. Ever what that praise looks like to you. Ever what that praise looks like to you. My faith and confidence is in his word. My faith and confidence is in his word. My God, I'm 20 minutes over, not 25 minutes over. Come on, lift your hands all over this house. If you have to go, understand, I love you. We'll see you tonight. But if you want to come join me around this altar, we're not going to fall out with you if you have to leave. Amen. I just won't be back there to shake your hand probably. But if you want to come join me around here and just give him praise, just walk around and praise him. I'm going to stand in your word. I'm going to walk in your word. I'm going to live in your word. Hallelujah.